Hey guys, it's Maddox here. Just want to say a quick thanks for all the interacting you've been doing with us on social media. It's really been helping the show out. And I also just want to let you know a few other ways that you can. So you can always use Twitter, at CavernsPod. You can also go on Facebook, facebook.com slash cavernsandcomedians. Pretty easy to find. And you can always find all the information you want to find out about us at kicksandgigglesentertainment.com. Uh, if you've ever been wondering, hey, who's the asshole who does their social media and edits the podcast? Uh, that's this guy. So, yeah, it's all my fault. I'll try to do better. Now, please enjoy the episode. Welcome to Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto comedians. Last time, the party was attacked by phase spiders, and Maldar falls unconscious from their poisonous bite. Maldar has fallen. The spider that bit him disappears. Fook again fails to move the spider out of the passage between the two cars. Fook is still trying in vain to move. This and he's trying to open the door so he can get through the other car. This thing's like 20 times my size. Did anyone see what happened? I heard a scaly bump. It sounds like someone hit the ground. Finnick carefully clambers to the top of the car and peers over the edge. You see the body of Maldar. He uh, has blue poison pumping through his veins, so his veins have gone a little blue. You don't see anything else. Need a healer up here. I, I'm really not sure that my god would heal him. Finnick rolls up onto the top of the train car, pulls out his short bow, and holds his action for sight of the spider. Uh, Agata, seeing Maldar's body hit the, the roof of the train, casts Aura of Vitality and sends her healing energy tool towards Maldar. I'm back. Ha! Ah, what's going on? I saved you. Again. Idiot. The flaming sphere winks out. There is now darkness at the top of the train as Agata is now concentrating on another spell. Maldar tries to move now that he's awakened again, but finds that he is paralyzed. Uh, okay. Uh, my arms, legs aren't working great. At, like, at all. So the spider winks back into existence directly above Fook. It feels that it's near death and it's taken one of your party. And it feels that, even though it can't really form these complex thoughts, it feels like it has to, has to kill you now. It bites down and hits one of its own legs. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> This spike of its mandible goes right into its own leg, and the spider falls onto Fook. It has killed itself. Why can't I kill anything? (laughs) (laughs) He still has his held action, looses the arrow at the corpse. (laughs) More blood explodes. (laughs) Fook tries to shove them out of the way, and does even worse this time. Somehow, the other one is dislodged and rolls out of the doorway onto Fook. (laughs) Help! Help! Oh, Elderly gentleman on the ground! Uh, Agata walks towards Muldar and motions for Finnick uh, to, and Fook to join her so that they can heal themselves with her radiating aura of healing and I'm vitality. I'm still under a spider! And if you could just drag me onto the train, that, that'd be swell. That'd... Okay. Oh, yes, I, I, I can fix that if I can just lay hands on the area. Bring me to... Bring me to Fook! Drag me to Fook! Agata drags him into the car. Now let's try to heal ourselves first. 
Agata heals everyone the entire time, muttering under her breath with her dissatisfaction that these people got herself got themselves hurt. God damn it, why do they have to do this thing? I have to fix everybody. And Fook grumpily finally pulls him out from underneath the spider without anyone's help. I totally would have helped you, it's just that took a while. Well, you didn't! You just stood there! You didn't have to be motionless while it was happening! You just chose to! She was talking! Oh, your crush is embarrassing for us all. What? I'm sorry, I'm in a bad mood. I was left under a spider. And moves towards Maltar, laying his hands on the bite mark and saying, I really hope my god likes you more than I do. My god seems to be hesitating here. I don't know what to say. No, no I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling all right. I'm... Maldar stands up, shakes out the joints. Okay, so negotiating with spiders didn't go as well as I'd hoped. Note to self, don't do that again. Okay, I will abstain from negotiating with monsters from this point on. Uh, not all monsters. Some monsters you can, actually. Just crazy homicidal spiders, maybe. I feel like it's really hard to tell... Uh, what's crazy and what's we're supposed to Particularly not Particularly since you're a crazy homicidal monster. And somewhere in the back of Maldar's mind, he remembers that he can probably only reason with monsters that have the ability to speak languages. Uh, we should probably go check on the conductor. That's a good idea. There is an unnatural silence. My love, my beauty, uh, the she with the angelic voice. Fook Wimbles has come to uh, help you. If you are at the door to the uh, engineering car, it is locked. I pull out my music box. Wait, don't we have a rogue who can unlock doors? Don't we have somebody who hasn't let me talk? <laughs> yeah. Finnick pulls out his thief stuff and picks it. <laughs> Finnick is able to, not very skillfully, but he's able to force his way through this lock. See, the music box would have been very cool. Well, let's see the music box. Finnick locks it again. Are you lonesome tonight? Do you miss me tonight? Are you sorry we drifted apart? Fennec's ability to sense things around him lets him know that as the singing goes on and echoes through the tunnel, he sees lots of little spiders. Does uh, your memory stray Finnick. to a brighter summer day? <laughs> Finnick picks the lock again. The, the, lo the door swings <laughs> open. Goddamn. As though you were cutting through butter with a lockpick. We should probably just get going. Uh, I think you're attracting the spiders with your singing. But it's a very good song. Oh, it was great. I enjoyed it deeply. The engine room is in a state of disarray. There are uh, instruments everywhere. Tools have just been strewn about the ground. The conductor is lying motionless on the floor. You just see her little her little name tag saying Peggy. Uh, have we used all of the healing things? No. Uh, I don't think I can heal dead people. Yes, I think she's past the point. Oh, Peggy. Ooh, I could do a medicine check. The same thing that happened to Maldar happened to her. She is unconscious and paralyzed from poison. Fook, lay hands. She's unconscious. Fook lays his hands on her, saying another quick prayer to his god, and is much more optimistic about the results of this one. Peggy wakes up groggily. Actually, I just cured poison, so she's probably not drunk anymore. <laughs> you guys, you survived. I'm not drunk. Oh no. Do any of you have a flask? Well, uh, we've got bigger, bigger fish to fry at the moment. Or spiders. Well, so actually, do you have fish to fry? I'm hungry. Oh, no. There's spiders coming. Can we get this train moving? There were fish in the galley, but I haven't opened the f ice box in about two years. Ooh, let's pass on that. 
Can we get this train moving? There are spiders on our tails. Oh, have, have we cleared the web yet? You just need some fire. It will burn away. Uh, doesn't, check, check. Doesn't the train have fire? Don't you run into this a lot? There's a tinderbox right over... Oh, it seems to have been damaged by the spider that tried to kill me. I think the flaming sphere that I threw at the web took care of that. You think? I think. You think? Can you try? Well, let's just put everything on your opinion then, shall we? What can you try moving forward? Why don't you just look outside? Yes, go look outside while I comfort this poor dear lady. How about somebody with night vision look outside, since I can't? Let's all give Pook the room. Let's give Pook the room. You make that sound creepy. Well, it might be. No, 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 no. I don't know. I don't want that to happen. Neither do I. If you had torches or a tinderbox, this would all just be very simple and straightforward. I'm beginning to dislike the way everyone's insinuating that I'm some sort of monster when you're the one in a trench coat. No, I thought she was giving you signs. I was get—I just wanted to leave you guys alone. I, excuse me, Peggy, but, but, but was I misreading that? Were you and Fook? Was there some sparks there? I feel calling it out like this is box blocking me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do have a chance. You know what? I'm, well, it's kind I'm, of weird now. I'll, I'll check the web. You remind no, me of my wife I don't remember. It's it, The moment has passed. The moment uh. just passed right there. Uh, Moldar, way to go. Not only do you kill innocent people, but you kill innocent hopes. Can you go check the web? I mean, it was all set to reward you for saving me. Yes, let's send you alone. Moldar sighs deeply, grabs the tinderbox, and heads outside to light the web on fire. Did he not hear that that was damaged? Should we stop him? Hey, uh, Maldar grabs his own tinderbox and lights the web on fire. Is that a euphemism? So Maldar is able to quite quickly uh, set the f- sparks to get the webs burning. Uh, part of the web had already been burned away, but there was still about 70% there. Uh, but you are able to get the rest of the train free. And you feel like uh, you you have no particular need to hurry. <laughs> Just moseying back to the train. You start to hear a rumble and the skitter of feet. And you are completely enveloped in a swarm of tiny spiders that run over you. You guys, you guys were useless earlier. Mulder starts stomping on the tiny spiders. You guys didn't give me any good advice. You didn't even say any goddamn thing. Is he talking to those little spiders again before? Uh, I think the little spiders are a sign of the big spiders. Let's go. Let's go, Moldar. Yes, let's get in start here. This get train. in here. Let's go. Moldar jumps into the train car. Start the train. Start the train. The conductor manages to pull the lever that releases the brake and fire the engine in a nick of time because you feel another big jolt. And she raises up the shutter on the slit at the front of the train. And you see the train absolutely destroy another phase spider as it barrels on through. There are a lot of spiders down here. It seems like too many. How much do they pay you for this job? Well, I'm an independent contractor, so I thought I'd be doing a bit better off of ticket sales. They let me keep all of the bar sales as well. Never take a commission. There's nothing in the bar. The floor is amazing. I might have drank it all. Oh, well, the bathrooms could use a clean... There aren't any bathrooms. There are now. She spends the rest of the trip in silence. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It takes you about half an hour. Um, There are no further engagements with spiders. She's keeping a very close look on the outside. Uh, But you manage to make it to the end of your trip. Well, I want to 
want to thank you all for saving my life, even though I probably wouldn't have made the trip unless you had gotten on, but who's to say what will happen in the world? Uh, I suppose as a token of my appreciation, I can give you these vouchers for free rides on the spider paths. I uh, feel like you can keep those. Yes, uh, maybe call me sometime, though. Uh, you could find my wanted poster somewhere. Wanted poster? Wanted for love. Oh, oh, you're a professional. Well, just a very good amateur. Peggy starts the journey back. She's not going to survive that. Nope. <laughs> no. And you are in the rather ornate um, station at the end of the line at the Tinkertown. You see the words Tinkertown uh, in mosaic on the wall. Everything sort of seems uh, shiny as though made of brass. Uh, we're going to see my people. I haven't seen my people in, um, well, I imagine. What, what year is it? What, what do you mean by your people? Well, tinkers, gnomes. Nope. I don't see many gnomes often, really. Book, we're, we're, we're friends. You can, you can stop the charade. I know there's no such thing as gnomes. Uh, clearly there's such a thing as me. No, you're, the gnomes are just halflings who are trying to be uh, different just because no, they want special rights. No, gnomes are not halflings. Gnomes are and halflings are the same thing. Gnomes are not halflings. All right, what's the difference between a gnome and a halfling then? Uh, gnomes have an innate sense of magic and can talk to nature. Can we? I believe so. Oh, I, I can't. I haven't seen them do it. Yeah, he can't do it. I can make little things like this little horse that wanders around. Gnomes are just a conspiracy by halflings to get more votes on city councils. Wait, are you accusing gnomes of being part of the corrupt government in this land? Yes, I'm, I believe he is. I'm just saying they're a special interest group. No, he doesn't believe in gnomes. Yeah, gnomes aren't a thing. Oh, he's accusing halflings yeah. of being part of the special interest group. Ooh. Whatever that, whatever he just said. What are you half of? I'm a halfling. Yes, but half of what? A ling? Yeah, it's a think, doesn't it? It's really it was it was a name that was given to us by humans, so really it is uh, kind racist, of racist. Yes, yeah, we don't really have we didn't have a name for ourselves before. Well, us. they named us after uh, things you find in a garden, little statues. Oh, yes, they go. I fishing thought that they were named the after you. Oh no, no, other way around. Why do humans name everything? Yeah, see, because the statues predated when the halflings started pretending to be gnomes. Well, we are speaking their language. I feel this is going, this is turning against me, even though I haven't said anything. So you're still standing on the platform discussing this with each other. Uh, an interesting feature of this is that even though you're sort of in the curved archways of the tunnel, uh, what's different about this area than the market district that you just left is that everything is decorated as though made by tinkerers. There are little uh, draw, there are little paintings on the wall of gnomish uh, mechanical inventions, and something most of you have never seen before: an escalator. Ooh, look at this bench! It's clockwork. Yeah, it seems like those stairs are just moving on their own, but oh, it doesn't uh, look like there's any magic. Well, yes, the stairs as well. I mean, if you want to be impressed by that. But look, the bench, it's clockwork. The bench has a tiny clock attached to it. I mean... Who would do that? A gnome! Uh, you hear also a uh, little pops and bangs from the surface. Finnick wanders onto the escalator that is coming towards him, uh, fascinated by how he stays in one place. Yes, just uh, be careful with your toes at the top and bottom or it'll kind of rip your skeleton out of your body. What? I, I mean, I feel like you could come up with a safety guard for that. Well, yes, but it really separates the weak from the, the strong. Everything has a second purpose. I guess things can be two things. Uh, Finnick jumps onto the railing that is also moving towards him and uh, starts running up the railing so as to avoid... The pitfalls of being sucked in. It's There's an escalator going up and an escalator he coming down. He went on the down. Yes, he's oh. going up the down like a teenager. You are able to run up the down handle. 
Agata steps on the up escalator carefully while singing under her breath, We represent the lollipop guilt, the lollipop guilt. I don't think those are gnomes. Yeah, what song? Why are you singing a weird song under your breath? It seems deeply out of character for you to be singing happily. Yeah, and I'm not sure what it is, but it seems offensive to me. (laughs) Hmm? Yes. I mean, it feels offensive to me for some reason, too. Oh, watch your tail! Watch your tail! Oh, oh, I'm, I'm pointing it up, pointing it up. You all uneventfully managed to escape <laughs> my fiendish escalator trap. <laughs> when you reach the top of the escalator, the ticket taker at the turnstile hears a goddess singing and just slack shots. That is offensive. This is a small gnome st- standing on a tile bunch of boxes to get up to the right level to be seen through the, the wicket. I, I'm sorry. I It was just a song I was taught as That's a, a song of hate. Oh, one of my people. Hello, I'm Fook Wimbles. Why don't you just make the wicket the same size as you? Yeah, I was wondering about that. Is it like, is it because maybe there might be a, a wicket factory just makes a standard wicket? No, it's more domination from the humans. It is. Hello, Fook. Hello. My name is... Rumble Hopstein. Ooh, the suspense in that sentence. Sorry, I, I was unsure if to whether or not to share my gnomish name with these big ones. Oh, I can understand that. Although they're not that big. Well, some of them aren't that big. Ah, uh, thank you. Still too big for me. You hang around with hate mongers. Why do you do that, Fook? Oh, well, we're on a mission. I'm sure you're leading these people in the right way. We survived the escalator. <gasps> so many people get stuck... Thank God you tied your shoes. Yes. So, uh, can you tell us a bit about this area? Where we're tourists on this quest. It's a bit of a dump, I'm sorry. Uh, Oh, no! This wasn't originally our place, but we were shoved this way when they took over our laboratories. Typical. Mm Mm-hmm. We've made do, though. We've made some improvements. There's a business improvement area. All right. Yes. Well... Just just remember, we we've, we were once great, and we shall be great again. Yes, Fook does the secret gnome handshake. Slap, slap, back and forth, up and down, doing the worm. Then we do the pretend thing of the, the duck going up, he shoots the duck, and the duck falls down, and they're all happy. Finnick, who is super perceptive, does the same one. All right, you're cool. Thanks. You're in luck, because the handshake changes at 6.02. Oh, right, the code book. Ticketaker is now engrossed in the in learning the next day's secret gnomish handshake. Um, Mr. Gnome, could you please point us towards the Tink Tank, please? He has a name. I forgot it. He's more than it was, just his race. I, I forgot what it was because it was kind of hard to remember. Brumble. Grumble? Brumble. Brumble? Brumble. Brumble. No, there, Brumble. there was more to it. Nice to meet you. He had a last name, yes, but we do refer to ourselves as our first name sometimes. How do you people not know anything about gnomes? Once again, I'm not even 100% sure they're real. We've traveled together for years. How have you not picked this up? But you just introduced yourself as Fook, and he introduced himself as Brumble Hofferstein. We have our gnomish names that you shall not use. Oh, okay. Well, then, if I don't know, you gave your gnomish name, and I don't know it, uh, I'm just going to call you Mr. Gnome. My name to you is Brumble. Now get out, Demon Spawn. Brumble, Brumble, Brumble. I'm not speaking to you. Nice to meet you. I, I am not speaking to you. Get out. Oh, I... Are you going to... Crit- Racist. Are you going to criticize Racist. a woman for her upbringing? Racist. Perhaps I should handle this. Brumble, uh, the existing building for the Tinkers, what's being done with those? How are they being used now? 
But here you'll find many, many curio shops and whatnot. You can try some of our gnomish goods and gnomish delights. Ooh, that would be fantastic if I had any money. We've lost most of our access to outside markets because we can't really get our get our product to the docks. Oh, I'm from this realm or a similar one, so I understand how these things work. We manufacture things, so we naturally need markets in which to sell them. Yes. That's how economies work. I love that tie you manufactured. Well, I, I'm just a ticket taker. I don't actually get to tink. No tinking? I failed the tinking exams. Oh, shameful. Fook. Yes? Could you ask him which way to go? For what? On a mission, on a quest. He won't talk to me. Well, you need to check your privilege. Yes, but I, I don't actually know what our quest is going towards. We had to find the tink tank. Oh, yes. Where would we find the tink tank? It's not specifically a single location. It's sort of the conglomeration, the campus, if you will. Ooh. It's not as impressive as it sounds, but... Oh. But the things that go on inside are very impressive. Uh, ask for, like, a brochure or a mini-map, like a little map. Why don't you just try to find uh, Robertica's shop? She She's the head of the business improvement area. Roberticus. Robertica. Robertica. What sort of shop is that? Well, mainly mechanoids. Ooh. That's important because we're also trying to find a giant death robot. Shh. Remember, we're trying to. I be don't more think she's building anything about... like that. Oh, then she's cleared. Settle. Ah, uh, so Roberticus, thank you very much, Brumble. It was a pleasure meeting you. Finnick mm-hmm. tries to do the exact same handshake. It's after six o two. It's after six o two. Well, well, I tried. There are <laughs> clocks everywhere. It's our thing. Thank you, Brumble. Get out. You see why we find it so offensive that all of the little gnomes in your lawns are also happy. Gnomes aren't fair. happy people. To be fair, I never had a gnome in my lawn. Well, that's offensive too. You're keeping people out of work. Ugh. So outside, um, it's 6.02 p.m. because it took quite a while to get up. Imagine a 1970s and 80s suburban strip mall slash commercial park. Uh, every building is about one story high. They are wide. Uh, they're the pre- people who built these were not really interested in aesthetics. It's very gray and dull and dour. Um, there's lots of strip malls, plazas. There's not really much to recommend it, except since the gnomes have moved in, uh, they've started making improvements. So uh, street lights that are connected to one another that will all light up at once. Uh, there are these little street sweepers. They're tiny mechanoids that... Uh, they go around and they, they have a broom that pushes them into a dustbin that goes into, that then clockwork moves into a, uh, a garbage can. There's all these little uh, little bits and bobs on top of it. There's mostly gnomes around, but there are a few dwarves. Every once in a while, a human or a half-elf. Uh, they all are wearing the typical mechanic uh, tinkerer uniform of coveralls, uh, some in different colors. Uh, Fook would know that the brightly gold-colored ones are the the masters. Uh, the red are generally the journeymen, and the blue are apprentices. Uh, just be very careful with these little mechanoids, because remember, we're, we're tinkerers. We're not really experts at these things. We're always trying new things out, and most of these things can kill you. I feel like maybe I should try to stand out a little bit less while I'm here, especially since gnomes seem to be a little bit insular in their ways. So It bodes well that I can only see three or four buildings currently on fire. Mm-hmm. Maldar casts disguise self on himself so that he looks kind of like as if he was Fook's brother or something like that. You're so tall. I will ask you how you're going to disguise yourself as something you don't believe exists. 
Like I said, I look like Fook's brother, right. not necessarily like a gnome. Um, My brother, I saw you dead on the ground. My wife was there. She was dead as well. Change, change, change. Oh, children, children everywhere. Change Bits of children wearing. everywhere. You're attracting a bit of attention now. Especially because there's a giant gnome. Mulder undoes his disguise self. Oh, that's even worse. Oh, God. Oh. A, one of the lamplighters, these are basically, I uh, imagine, little automatons that are riding unicycles along the wires of the lamps. They all have little, like, gas uh light lamp lanterns that they're using to like blow torches that they're using to light the lanterns one of them falls over and there's a big explosion of flame and all the little children gather around and clap <laughs> <laughs> oh dear no that, that that's fun that's fun oh. that's where you get your spare parts to make your own things oh, oh okay i see i didn't understand that well, thank what, you what if when it exploded someone was standing in the spot it that exploded it's more spare parts oh no that's where you keep putting things in the bag well, what, what what do you do with them? Just put them in the ground to molder away? Well, I I have cremated them if they if that's what they prefer as their preferred method of departure. <laughs> <laughs> it's about six p.m. Uh, you're now in the midst of the go home crowd. Uh, people who work in the factories and such are on their way home. Shopkeepers are still open. Uh, gnomish eateries have lots of people on the patio. Look at all of these gnomes. I didn't realize that many of us existed in this town. Let's find Robotica. Robertica. Robertica? Fook, these are, you seem to have a rapport. So maybe you could ask where, uh, which way? Excuse me, old woman. Man. Oh, uh, yes. Either or. I'm not old. Aren't you? I'm 37. Well, you, you, you wear it well. Uh, could you, you direct... Can't just make assumptions about me. Well, I did. Uh, could you direct us to uh, Robotica? Uh, and also, may I ask, where in the kingdom is that accent from? Oi, I don't come down to you and say you have a ridiculous accent that doesn't appear to be of any geographical origin. No, no, you haven't yet, but I, no, I'm not saying that either. Well, I simply could now. Do you want to make a thing of it? Robotica. Yes, uh, Robotica's place. Robotica? Sure. Right, she'll be on her lunch break. She'll probably be back soon. Oh, she works evenings. Uh, right, yeah, right into the night. Well, could you point us which way her shop would be? You gotta go down Tinker Street, into Totter Lane, down Tinker Boulevard, to Tinker Alley, to the Tink Circle, and then get on Tink Crescent, and it's right at Tink Square. Wait, uh, which which smoke cloud should we be aiming for? Oh, the multicolored one. Oh, oh, right, that'll, that'll help. She uses many different metals. This is how we gnomes tend to negotiate and uh, travel. Right beside the aubergine one. Oh, uh, yes, before we before we head on, have you heard anything about my kingdom? Your particular kingdom, what is it? Uh, I was hoping you could identify it based <laughs> on my accent. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm obviously from nowhere in particular. Yes. But your your accent, I don't think I've heard it. Never? No. Ooh, I wonder how many kingdoms I've traveled over. I, I have no idea. I mean... Well, none of you have told me the year, even though I've asked multiple times. So the only one who would be able to uh, distinguish or decipher these uh, particular directions, will you remember them long enough for us to get there? Yes, we go for the multicolored cloud. Just aim for that smoke cloud. Okay, great. So we don't need to remember. No, no just gnomes, aim. Gnomes really cut through the crap. Fantastic. We also don't like naming streets. No, we don't. And notice there's no poop on these streets. 
Yeah, what's up with that? I mean, you seem bags to quite enjoy holding. bags. Just just a lot so of many bags. bags of holding. Bags. Yes. bags. of holding. Oh, you're talking about this one? Mm. Bags of pooping. Okay. Yes, I, very draw, fragrant. Draw that string a little bit tighter, please. Yes, please. You don't want to have a go? No, I'm um, good. We're good. Oh, look, some corn. Oh, so much corn. Oh, street vendors, nothing but corn and nuts. Yes, well, I can see your nuts from here. Oh. <laughs> Right, and uh, just watch out for the wizards. Oh, oh, why should we watch out for the wizards? Snitty bastards always trying to pull one over on us. Oh, uh, yes. yes. They think that simply because we rely on them for bags of holding that they have some sort of power over us. Are these gnome wizards? No, they're the popper wizards. You're going to have to say that one more time. The popper wizards. The popple wizards? Popper. Popper? Popper. P. Pooper. A. Pooper. P. A. Ah, poor, poor people, ah, poor people, people wizards. Poor people, poor people. So yeah. they're right. wizards poor who have no money. Yeah. Right, they're they're a bit angry at us. We sent them back some bags of holdings. Oh, filled them up. If they are wizards, why don't Springs they? Springs inside. Oh, oh mate, make money. Why don't they just make money? There's more to do with the current economic situation, isn't it, mate? We can't even get none of our product onto the docks. They won't let them on the ships. Why can't the city won't let you get your products on the docks? Right. Well, there's a tariff. We just can't afford to pay it. Oh. Yes. It's a dark time for gnomes. And for the wizards. They don't even need them for anything now. They got all their dark warlocks. This city is going to hell, isn't it? Perhaps literally. Whoa. What? 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 What do you know? What, what do you no, know? That was a that was a passing foreshadow gnome. Oh, so it wasn't something about a large creature that might be under the scarred burrow that might actually rise up and destroy the entire city? You just have a blank look coming back at you. <laughs> what are you on, mate? The party goes toward the motley smoke. Uh, so you move through. Uh, there are all these little curio and bobble shops. Because they are not able to get bigger contracts for their, uh, for their mechanistic things, they aren't able to do anything on large scale. So we're normally uh, a gnomish tink tank in any other city would be like a place of great opulence and would be like a major economic driver. They are cut off from the wider markets of the empire. Uh, so they're reduced to basically making tiny little toys, flimsy little toys mainly. Uh, Finnick is looking around as he passes all the shops for anything that might be useful to a rogue. And Fook is looking around carefully for any face that might show any recognition when it sees his own face. You see that there are a lot of little, a lot of these things. You could probably think you could use them as a distraction. You can. There's a lot of little wind-up toys that you could like push around a corner and have somebody look the other way. Yes, but I make those myself. Do you? Yes, I can make many of these things. I, I'm, I passed my Tinker test. Okay, I won't buy them. Oh yes, have you, have you seen this one? It's a dolphin. Uh, although it gets destroyed if you put it anywhere near water, <laughs> um, makes a bit of an explosion, which in a way is useful. And Fook, you think you see someone look at you twice, but then they shake it off and walk away. Hmm, did they know me or have we had six? I, I would hope that there would be some overlap between those two groups. Often there isn't. Is it just me or is this city going seriously downhill? Uh, that's why we're helping Coney. Okay, so uh, just to establish, we are not on the city side. Yes, I, I think we're on the other side, but we're hoping to uh, soften it a bit so it's not so much doom and death. Okay, see, I'm having some issues. Uh, my law-abiding self is having some issues with the uh, rebellious, revolutionary aspect of this quest. 
What what is definitely undisputable is that the city is not currently on our side. That is true. That is very yes, but true. But no one is on uh, Moldar's side. That's true. That's Which, very true. That seems to have become more of a thing lately, and I'm sorry about whatever I did that so upset you. Sorry I doesn't really cover the deaths that are listed inside my shield. I'm just going to take a quick peek. Moldar peeks inside Fook's shield. He sees a list uh, that encapsulates, I'm told, kobolds. Then there's uh, Madison, and there are innocent city guards. And crimes against fashion, really. I haven't had a chance to scratch that in yet. Not all of those are all me. Well, the shield seems pretty sure about it. Why? You trust the shield over your good friend Maldar that you've known for years? Yes, look at the bottom of the shield. It says trust this over anything that Maldar says. I mean, that's exactly what the city would put in your shield if they swapped it on you if you were sleeping in the middle of the night. I'm not think really about a conspiracy it. theorist. Think about it, though. Oh, look, I think I see Roberticas. So, uh, you do come upon a shop with a sign that says Roberticas above it. Uh, it is fairly small. In the window, you see a number of sort of toy horseless carriages. Uh, the joke with these is that the horse is in the seat of the carriage and it's driving it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I like that one. Can you do? Can you make me one of those? Oh yes, uh, I can even make them uh, draw a dick, uh, dick butt. We have enough dick butts, thank you. Yeah, I think just that would be funny. These particular contraptions seem to be of an exceptionally high quality. There's a sign on the door that says "back in 20 minutes." Um, shall we just uh, sit out here, or maybe go around the back? Finnick is picking the lock. Uh, but uh, wait, 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 wait. What? Crimes against my people. I will not allow it. I'm not. I, I, I just want to make sure that she's not inside. We need to ask her questions. Do you really think she'll enjoy that if she comes back and finds us inside? Uh, fine. What do we do? We wait. In the. Uh, what do we do in the meantime? Perhaps we learn about each other. If if we're all talking, I mean, um, I know I didn't want to go into my backstory in front of Coney Wetbottom. I, I could illuminate on why I am definitely not that guy who destroyed the city years ago. Well, let's start with someone more interesting. Okay. How about Finnick? I know. Absolutely nothing but you, other than that you're homeless. Yes, I uh, don't have a home. I'm uh, originally from Southwestern Taro. Uh, maybe you were the more interesting choice there. How about uh, how about this? Agara pulls out her regular longsword to show Tufuk. This was crafted by me, taught by my father, who was a master craftsman. Really? Look at the balance. She hands it to Fook. Ooh, this is perfectly balanced. Not really like... Like an origin story, not like you know, not like you were bit by a radioactive thief and then became a rogue. Or I don't know, I don't really give into uh, lame storytelling uh, circles. Well, uh, what year is it? You guys have been dancing around this. And- As you are having your little chat, a female gnome starts walking up. She's got two big ears of corn in either hand, and she's just sort of happily munching away. Uh, she's walking right up to the to the store, and she puts one of the ears of corn in her mouth and starts feeling around for her keys. Oh, Robotica! The keys fall from her hand. The ear of corn falls from her mouth. Fook, you came back. This has been Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto Comedians. Starring Oliver Giorgio as Finnick the Rogue, Joanna Houghton as Agatha the Cleric, Maddox Campbell as Maldar the Warlock, Scott Thrower as Fook the Paladin, and Kyle Scott as the Dungeon Master. Audio recording by Andrea Miller 
Theme by Derek Baldwin. Edited by Maddox Campbell. Created by Kyle Scott and Maddox Campbell. Opening and credits read by Ralph McLeod. Caverns and Comedians is a Kicks and Giggles production. More information can be found at kicksandgigglesentertainment.com slash cavernsandcomedians or on iTunes. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and review it. Your support will help us make more episodes. Thanks for listening.